I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 186. Yes, it is. And Happy New Year, Nick. Merry New Year's. Merry New Year. Merry New Year to you. Hello, 2024. 2024. It's our year. Is it? No. Okay. But we can hope. <laughs> yes, yes. We live in hope. We something fun might happen at some point. I, 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 okay, I'm going to reveal something here. Oh you know, I don't like the number three. Yes. I have talked to you about you this. You have. That 2023 just irked me because there was a three in it. Right. <laughs> way. So the 30s are going to be hell for me. Yes. So the year 3000 is, is going to be a nightmare. Which I hope to see. Well, absolutely. Which, would, of course, we'll all see in. I've been to the year 3000 and your great, great, great granddaughter. <laughs> She's pretty fine. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> you know, that's a song, right? Yes, I know that's oh, a song. Sorry, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I live under a fucking rock. <laughs> well, it's a popular song, isn't it? <laughs> Is it not to the busted? But I, the I always get to the busted and the McFly mixed up. Well, they they have combined. They are now McBusted. McBusted, or, or whatever they, they are, or are they or McFly? I don't know. I don't, I don't know which way around it is, but yes, yes. They uh, are the lead they singer are of Busted is also in a in a metal band as well. Good fight star. <laughs> No, I'm not familiar with that one, mm, and I don't he, want to be either. He guest sings on Gunship, who I really like. This right. is fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what anything's going on, so <laughs> I'm just going to say, yes, okay, that sounds great. Yes, there's going to be more of this in 2024. <laughs> How are you, Nick? I'm all right. Did you have a nice New Year? I did, it was very pleasant. You were there, so... I was there. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking, really. We, I was sitting next to you, though, for most of it. It was a silent dinner party <laughs> a, where we just glared at silent, each other. It was a silent, awkward evening, but um, we got through it, we got through it, and, and here we are. Hopefully most of you have gotten through the first week of everyone in your offices or a place of work or even your family just going, oh my God, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year? And you have to go, oh, fine, same old, same old, not too bad. All those stock responses, because you're like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just want to live under a rock. Yes. And sleep forever. Sleep forever. And live on cheese. <laughs> Maybe you've worked through the cheese now. But... I, well, there's still a bit of cheese in the fridge. Oh, have you? Yeah, still got a bit of cheese. What kind of cheese have you got left there's, over? There's some Roquefort, which That's... I actually only opened yesterday. That's going to be ripe Yeah, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Oh, sexy uh, cheese. I think I've got some Gouda as well. You've got Gouda? Yeah. Oh, look at you in your fancy ways. Yeah, well, if I'm going to get cheese, I'm going to get fucking cheese. You know that entire wheel of brie that I bought? when I was with you yes. when we were shopping yeah still half of that left I'm not surprised it was a large wheel of brie <laughs> I, I thought it did think it was ambitious for two people yeah, and Ben doesn't like brie it so one out. person it is even more ambitious I feel I've just been eating it like a sandwich yes <laughs> but I plan to make a lovely brie and leek tart how's that going for you well no I'll make it tomorrow okay and it will be a taste sensation. I'm sure, know. I'm sure it shall. <laughs> you can doubt me on many things but I make very good food I make a very good tart I would make a very good tart <laughs> well any poisonings this week no, I'm going to be generous at the start of the year. Mm. I think you can't start the year with a poisoning. Aww. It doesn't bode well for the rest of the year. Well, surely start as you mean to go on. Well, no, peace on Earth and all that sort of stuff. Okay, that was ha- Christmas. Ha- that was Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Peace on Mars. Peace, yes. But no, happy, good thoughts. 
positive positive vibes Yay. for 2024. It won't last, but let's give it a couple. <laughs> well, speaking of goodwill to all men at the start of 2024 and covering everything in Brie, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. We certainly should, and we have many lovely, lovely, lovely new people. Thank you very much to Grace Ferris. Two, and oh my God. SL14 D&D. Sly for D&D, Sly. Oh, come on. Why did you work that out and I didn't? Because I'm cool. Sly for D&D? Slee for D&D? Slee. Slee for D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. To Coco Marie. To Corporal... That I can't read all of that. Corporal Cecil Wormsborough St. John Nobby Nobs. <laughs> is the full transcript. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> to Deadly Nightshade. And to Leah Smith. Thank you, thank you, you delicious, lovely new Patreon subscribers. You are very, very sexy. Hello, Corporal. We hope everyone's had fun over on Patreon. We were on a little seasonal break, but we put out some spooky stories. We put yes. out some spooky bloopers. Were they particularly spooky? I'm not listening to the bloopers. Are they, they particularly were, spooky? They were scarily good. Oh, God. <laughs> you walked right that's, into that, That was you? upsetting. <laughs> well, you should hear the bloopers. <laughs> there were some very good bits because actually had your very husky tones in there. Oh, my, my, yes, my yeah. voice of death. I have a nice backlog of bloopers and people, if you hadn't heard, or you wanted more of Nick's sexy voice when he lost his voice and we managed to squeeze out an episode. It's it's quite brilliant. It's quite brilliant. I need to, I need to listen back to that because, yeah. You I do, because think... you, do, you do do a few sexy phrases in there <laughs> <laughs> that did not make it to the main edit. But Definitely, yeah. definitely need to listen to them. Back. Listen back to my own sexy phrases. I don't think that's... <laughs> That's my plan for this evening when Sinead's gone. Yep. <laughs> Key that up. Anyone comes around, you're like, hey, would you like to listen to something? <laughs> if you need any more reason to subscribe to Patreon, you can hear bits of Nick's dulcet tones and his sick voice. <laughs> but on Patreon, we do an extra episode every single week. We also put out bonus content such as bloopers. We have videos on there as well, cocktail masterclasses. And we also have a higher tier where we do a new monthly episode every month. Surprisingly, so. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. And also send out gift packs to our cyanide connoisseurs. Many of you received them over Christmas, which was a delight. I'm glad you're enjoying them. If you want to know more, please head to patreon.com forward slash the poisoners cabinet. Well, Nick, are you ready? Oh, God, no. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. I thought you, I thought you might change it up for 2024. No, you say this every time that we yeah. start a new season. And you don't. But I don't. And yeah. you always, always disappoint me. I, I live in hope. And I live to disappoint you. Yeah, well, there we go. It I works. want to be the disappointing child. Or, we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Yeah, whatever the cocktail one is. Should we go with the first one? Yeah, go on then. Yay, hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly continue into 2024 without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. Nick... This Hello. week's secret ingredient is... It's a lovely pie. It's a pie. A lovely, lovely pie. A delicious pie. A delicious pie. Now, I had to get the specification on this <laughs> for American listeners versus UK listeners, but this is a savoury meat a pie. A savoury meat pie. A meat pie. In America, we know that you call what like we would probably call tart. like a tart. A tart <laughs> that we would freshen your drink, Governor. <laughs> in England, you guys call pie in America, and I can't do the accent because that's one of the words that gives me the ick. <laughs> I've said it before. The word pie mm. in an American accent. Ah, I can't, mm. I can't, I can't, I can't hear it. I can't. It's just because of that, that of, of taxi driver. That's why. <laughs> Robert De Niro said it in a weird voice and it ruined pies. Right now, so, yeah. But with pie as your inspiration, your ingredient, yeah. what mm. have you come up with? So this week, we are going to have yes. a humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> a humble pie. A humble pie. We should be eating humble pie. We, should, we shall indeed. Oh, that's very good. And mm. I, I sense that humble pie would be quite bland. Uh, yeah, bland, disappointing, which I hope is, is not bode well, really, for the, for the cocktail. But maybe we, we shall be surprised. Well, hopefully in the cocktail it will be delicious. But I think in pie form it would just be some sort of greying meat. <laughs> Nondescript. Mainly pastry, nothing, no filling whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, just watery gravy. <laughs> just like, yes. So, yeah, pie full of dust. <laughs> The famous dust pies, dust pies of Yorkshire. <laughs> Delicious. Well, I think it is high time for us to skip into the Poisoner's Cabinet kitchen and shake up storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So Nick, the humble pie. 
Sambal pie. And I noticed a distinct lack of accompanying pie. I apologize for the lack of pie. <laughs> Get you for this. But, oh, okay, so a short drink over the big cube of ice. Big chunk of, chunky bit of ice. Yeah, it looks sophisticated. Looks like a kind of a whiskey sort of that. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But it's like in your nice cut crystal glasses, big lump of ice. It's a brown. Brown drink. Should it have stuff floating in it? What stuff? The black bits that are floating in mine. Your black bits in yours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to look? No. Is that the oh, ice? Sure, it'll be fine. <laughs> Had this podcast taught us nothing no, that you should, if there's black bits in it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Sure, just it'll drink be fine. it. Just drink it. Jesus Christ. Just drink it. It'll be fine. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, this is being recorded anyway. My husband knows where I am. Um, I think I need to dive into this and wish me luck. What the hell is it? There's a lot of black bits in this. I've got, I haven't got any black bits. I've got quite a few. Uh, maybe one or two little bits of black. Oh, bits. I don't know. This is either a big ruse by him or or, or there's flies oh, in my really drink. I really just haven't washed out the glasses. Maybe that's it. So they're all, in, they're all on our open shelves now, so fuck knows what's getting in them. Okay, I'm just saying that if it's not supposed to have black bits in it, there's a lot in mine. But let's just dive in, because you're not stopping me. Uh, so no. I brought this on myself. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, hello. Strong. Mm. Spirit forward. Just a bit. Jesus. Not very humble. <laughs> it's not. It's not humble at all. Hey, Wow. Stings the nostrils in a good way. Oh, that's interesting. That is one of the most spirity forwardy drinks we've had in a while. Oh, I say I, I like that. I know I'm going to drink it and be on the floor before I actually realise I'm on the floor. Yeah. It's strong. Yeah. So I halfway through would... this episode, I will be start slurring and I will, <laughs> I, I will think it's great. But no one will be able to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> that's strong. Yes. I mean just sort of feels like a just feels like a whiskey is it a whiskey jesus hang on it's mainly made up of black bit black bits it's black right are the black bits intentional black bits are oh, intentional God, the we... black bits are meant to be there right okay oh pepper yes is it black pepper it's black pepper well i mean that wasn't hard <laughs> <laughs> no tiny, tiny it flies. fly eggs thousands <laughs> upon thousands of flies it's very special black sand <laughs> from one desert the second sip here I'm trying to get all the aromas in fuck now that's strong sorry it's not unpleasant but wow yeah that is that is pure alcohol come on i'm trying stop being a girl <laughs> I can't help it. These won't come you off. Put hair on your chest. Is there a scotch in there? There is scotch in there. There's scotch in there. But no, it, it's not an eyelay then. No, no. So, so it's just a, a blended it's just, scotch. It's just a blended scotch. Yeah. Okay. What I else? have used a monkey shoulder because that was I had oh, on no, the cupboard. Oh no, I like monkey shoulder. Which is yeah, nice, yeah. nice scotch, but it's on the cupboard. Okay, so I just get. But there that. are other things. There are other, pepper, pepper. There's pepper. Yes, salt. No salt. Squid. What? <laughs> Humble pie pastry. Pastries. Pastries. Yes. yes. Bitters. It's I'm got a bit. nice egg wash. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. <laughs> okay, bitters. There are some bitters. Yeah. How many more things are in there? Three. Jesus. Oh, I really don't know. Some it's of spice, them. Something spicy to it. Yeah. Ar- aromatic. I think the whiskey probably overpowers quite yeah. a lot of the aroma. Honestly, I'm I'm getting whiskey. Some nice aromas behind it. I'm struggling to pick it out. Is there something herbally in there? Not really. Um, oh, okay. Should I put you out of your misery? Please. So there's some ginger. Oh, bloody hell, really? A bit, a bit of ginger syrup Okay, in there. Christ. There is also what was meant to be a pimento dram, an allspice liqueur. Yes, which we which, did have. Which we did have and which I th- thought we had and then... When I couldn't find it, Sinead reminded me that no, the bottle broke. My cat's <laughs> broke it. So, which I completely forgot about. I'm sorry. So what, I, what I've done is I've... It's one that's, one that's actually very, very, very difficult to substitute. So I've used sorry. some rum. So a bit of rum with a bit of bitters in there to try and vaguely create that. Okay. So, but other one is Calvados. Oh, is it? There are equal parts. I find it. <laughs> there are equal parts, whiskey and Calvados. <gasps> which I think is mellowing the whiskey mm. quite a lot. But the Calvados, I think, has softened the whiskey. And then with a bit of ginger in there as well. I think it's made it much more palatable to me anyway. Yes. I'm going to nod along and agree <laughs> with all of that. <laughs> I just got whiskey. Yeah, it does just taste of pure alcohol to me. And it's... I I don't know. 
I like it. It just feels like a really strong drink. It's, this it's, it's, is the strongest drink we've had in a while. Quite some time, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. it is. It's a very strong drink. It's probably it's late in the evening. Yeah. Drink. Yeah. I think it's a eleven. Dinner. Yeah, exactly. After dinner, mm. it's a the twelve. Will settle your stomach. Yeah, eleven, twelve o'clock in the evening. Mm. Big armchair. With the caveat there, though, for for reasonable drinkers, this is how you would end the night. If you've had a couple of glasses of wine and dinner and you're like, oh, a final digestive. Exactly. Yeah, not like us who put away a few bottles of fizz and then a few cocktails and then just Talk come about home yourself, and go, oh, no, I, this is what's happened. This is what happens when we hit the wine and you go, I'm going to make a cocktail. This is just alcohol. And then I die the next day. Yeah, but I don't, so it's okay. <laughs> it's not very humble, the humble it's pie. Really, it's truly not humble, no. It lies, is yes, what it is. Yes, it is, it is a smack you in the face pie. Well, um, okay. <laughs> I'd recommend it mm. to people. Definitely go for it. If you don't have the pimento liqueur, your, your rum and bitters combination yeah. works nicely. Yeah, rum and bitters. I feel the spice. I do taste the spiciness there, which is nice. Nice. Nice of a bit spice of Nice is nice, yes. And then good luck. Good luck. I'm very pleased it's your episode. Yeah, yeah. I shall think I'll only be having the one of these. Um, Maybe we'll just have a glass of milk. Maybe have a a nice coffee. Well, Nick, with the humble pie firmly in hand, staggering, Mm. staggering, blinded. Blinded. Down the street. Yeah. Not letting it go, even though we probably should. Is it time for a story? It is definitely time for a story. Yay! But I do have to start this week's episode with an apology. Okay. Because I do have disappointing news. This is not the story of Sweeney Todd, (laughs) (laughs) which many, many, many people have been very excited about on social. So I'm afraid, yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to sit here and chat about musicals and (laughs) and sing sing songs for the next hour, not sure that's what we should probably be doing with our time. That's a Patreon level. That's a a cyanide connoisseurs (laughs) level. Just us drunk singing musicals. I don't know, that would be fun. Well, I guess you say meat pie, people always go missing. Well, absolutely. Everyone would assume that it's not... I have done some digging into Sweeney Todd, into the posi- Is there a true story behind Sweeney Todd or anything mm. like that? There isn't. There's, but there's all sorts there of There are many, many, yeah, there's many rumours and many legends. There's no one sort of case that really people think is yeah. the origin behind it. Sweeney Todd was first came along in 1846 him being a barber and everything like that was in a Penny Dreadful it was a Penny Dreadful oh. stories I'm going to stop um, you there Nick okay. because I still think this is worth a Patreon episode I think we could discuss Sweeney Todd the background to it all the little rumours I'm, I'm pretty much finished now yep. on, on, on Sweeney Todd <laughs> but there are little stories there are stories about barbers who apparently kill people everyone look, everyone there who are, is listening and there are stories about various cannibals and stuff like that yeah, and it's a paragraph of text but there's enough of them out there I think we can stitch together and then sing some show yeah, tunes and there are supposedly some, a, there was a French person in yeah. Calais we're not doing that now but let's revisit it on Patreon yeah. I think that's worth it. Absolutely, and I might actually try and dig out the Penny Dreadful series. It's called the <laughs> it's called the String of Pearls. Ooh. This this sort of serial story. Sexy. But but but, but we but. will be visiting Mr. Todd's stomping ground of Victorian London. Yeah. So there really is no place quite like London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no place like good. London. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> the musical, everybody. <laughs> um, but first, we must start in the German town of Kutznack. Okay, good snack. Good snack, which is located not far from the border with France and Luxembourg. Okay. On there. In Kutznack lives Master Baker. Master Baker? Master Baker, Urban Napoleon Stanger. Sorry, there was a bunch of words there. First of all, Master Baker, that's an unfortunate job title, isn't it? (laughs) He's Master Baker. And his name is... His name is Urban Urban? Napoleon Stanger. Napoleon Stanger. Urban is the first name? Urban? Okay, fine. Napoleon. Napoleon. Big designs. Yeah, near near, near the border of France. Probably some influence going on there. You think? Yeah. And his (laughs) wife, Elizabeth. She had a nice, simple name. Nice, dear old Elizabeth Stanger. (laughs) She was drawn to his name at the start. Yes, absolutely. Yes, a sexy name. What's my name? Never mind that now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, at this time in Germany, things are a bit fraught. A little bit sticky. A little bit sticky. Well, saying that, there is no such thing as Germany currently. No, there there isn't. Uh, I find this very confusing. So, oh, I'm, I'm never sure of the dates of when Germany became... Well, at the moment, Germany is... Well, what is to become Germany is a big old collection of states and cities. Ah, really. That's what a country is. <laughs> no, but in- independent states. Mm. Like you had... Like Italy was. Lots of sort of city-states You're and things. You're not helping. <laughs> 
A lot of people going, oh, like Italy once. Want. Wait, before Italy became Italy. It was a load of states. It was a load. It was lots of was independent a, places. It was the state of it, honestly. And so, oh, shush yourself. <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying to be serious and educational here. And I am and here for you, And you're just, God, nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> Carry on. Please continue with the history of Germany. Thank you. I'm glad. You were here for many, many hours. Mm. <laughs> the biggest of these states is Prussia. 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 Rumblings now, in Prussia. Oh, exactly. Now there are rumblings in Prussia. Prussia's getting a bit uptick, really, mm. and wanting to take over everything, really. It wants to exert its control over all the, the Germanic states and cities with the aim of creating a grand German empire. They want to rival the British in their empire. They mm. say, yes, so we want German empire. That's what we want. So with the Prussians invading all over the place, they are annexing cities and invading. A lot of people think... I need to get out of here. There's a big old Prussian army coming over the hill, so we need to scarper. Yes. Really? They're coming over the hill. They're coming over the hill? Well, they're... we're going to get you. We're going to get you. Any minute now. That's their marching song. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. <laughs> so it's a bit more subtle. More subtle. So they're on the way. A lot of people going, right, we need to We need to get out of Dodge. We need to leave town. So there is a steady stream of people leaving these, these cities and these provinces. And travelling throughout Europe, really. And a lot of them end up in England, and a huge amount of them end up in London. And this is exactly what happens with Urban and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. They moved to England in 1870. Oh, nice, nice. A year later, the German Empire is created. So there you go. Now you know 1871. Oh, that was when the German Empire that, was created. Yep, oh, okay. Yep, a year the, after 1870. Yes. And that was 1871. Yes, indeed. Thank God you told me. I know, absolutely. <laughs> you wouldn't know these things unless I told you. I wouldn't, know. All I hear... With anything that was before the formation of German Empire is just that line in Blackadder. There's great rumblings in Prussia. That might have something to do with the sausages. <laughs> there were indeed rumblings. The rumblings. <laughs> so, they moved to London. And so he had been a successful baker in his hometown. He had a bit of money behind. So he uses this to buy um, a house in Lever Street. Street? In the very densely populated and not particularly wealthy east end of London. Is he going to be Jack the Ripper? <laughs> Very possibly. I mean, you the never dates know. are starting no, to stack It's up. all starting to add up. Urban quickly re-establishes his bakery. And in no time at all, he is uh, running an incredibly successful business. Many of his customers and his business associates are fellow Germans who have um, emigrated into London. He knows all the delicacies. And he, well, exactly. He provides a taste from home, really, oh. which everyone craves. Mm. And he's got a constant stream of customers coming through the door. He quickly becomes an incredibly well-liked, well-respected member of the community. He Not only with the Germans, but with the English, everyone around. Mm. You want something tasty? That's the place to go. <laughs> that was his slogan. Yeah. You want something tasty? Come see me. Come see me. Come see me. I've got so many tasty things. Hot buns, hot, people. Hot buns. You know, German bread is good. Oh, bread. absolutely. Good bread. Good bread. Good yeah, good tasty things. They know cakes. They know, exactly. They, they know, know their bakeries. They do. <laughs> so, indeed. Tasty things galore. <laughs> so, do you know uh, the name of his shop? I don't. I know he had his name above the shop. So with it, it was Which just one? like Urban... Uh, urban Outfitters. <laughs> forgotten his name already. Urban Bakefitters. <laughs> it's just like Urban Stanger Bakery or something like that. Or I don't know. Or just, oh, come um, on. You can come up with something more creative He had, he had his name above the door. We know, Stop, we know that. <laughs> yes. He was there in his big puffy pants, baking away. <laughs> oh, Yes. Having a grand old I time. I love this story. <laughs> so, so, as Urban and Elizabeth, they are prospering, they're making great success of their move to London, a fellow German expat, uh, a chap called Franz Felix Stumm, he's having a rather more difficult time of it. Now, like Urban, Franz is also a master baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he's a very good baker. This tends to be where the similarity ends between the two. Now, unlike okay. Urban, Franz's bakery is completely devoid of customers. Probably doesn't help that he has a reputation and has been described as surly and threatening. (laughs) (laughs) 
Which is exactly what you want in a bakery. Which is not exactly what you want for like good customer service or repeat business, is it really? Hello, sir, a loaf of bread with a like, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> he's there with a shotgun so, trying to stop anyone from coming in and yeah. having his lovely tasty buns. Just he's just a terrible businessman. Right. Excellent baker, but shit at the numbers. He made one loaf uh, of bread. Yeah. He never pays his bills on time. Because he never pays his bills on time, flour doesn't arrive, his ingredients don't arrive, so he can't fulfill his orders and stuff like that. Mm. So he's got a reputation of just being pretty useless business. He's not a master baker then. He's a, he's a bad it, baker. Well, he's, when he's got his flour, he's grand. He's a master. Don't but... stop painting him out like Mozart and Salieri here. <laughs> oh, he was just such a wastrel. But when he baked, when he, when he needed symphonies happened. It, exactly. It was, it was a symphony of flavours it was. <laughs> so, yeah. So people just end up going elsewhere because he's unreliable. People go elsewhere and eventually mm. his business just collapses. He is left with nothing but apart from a young family to support mm. that he's got. Now, Urban knows of Franz's difficulties. They are part of the same community. They have socialised together. They've got mutual friends. Mm. And he also knows that, yes, he is good at his job. The practical stuff is just mm-hmm. a bit shit at the business. So Urban offers Franz a job. Come and okay. work for me at the bakery. Help you out. You Get you sorted. Back on your feet. Brilliant. Franz does not take it well. Um, he is a very prideful man, it seems, and he is... Or proud. He, I think he's prideful. It's prideful a word. It is now. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess he's if he's that shit at business and, and if he's a surly man, I'll deign to give you this handout. Exactly. Come yeah. and work for me. Ooh. So, yeah, so he, he, does, he doesn't take it well, really. I mean, he accepts the job. Yeah, because he is he's desperate, so he accepts the but it is very much behind a forced, very much forced smile. Mm. Uh, and he is getting more and more envious and bitter mm. as Urban's bakery prospers and goes mm. from success to success. And he's there just witnessing this success, thinking yeah. this should have been mine. Why haven't I got all this? So, oh, God. Mm. And if he's working there in the kitchen, he's, he's working there. It's my bakes. That yeah. are selling that and making this man money. It's like, yeah, probably not, probably not. Yeah. Ooh, he sounds like a Paul Hollywood all the Yeah. <laughs> but say, so, to the outside world, Franz is all smiles. Franz is all smiles <laughs> towards his boss. Terrifying um, smiles. Yeah, terrifying, terrifying, toothy, bitey <laughs> smiles. <laughs> he calls Urban Friend. They socialise together, go to many of the same events. He is a regular at that Urban's house for, for dinner. So he comes over for for dinner. He is a friend with Urban, with his wife, Elizabeth. It does sound like he is a friend. He's there, but he's obviously harbouring quite a deep resentment Ugh. behind it. But he is, but he, yeah, he plays the part well, it would seem. Red flag. This sort of apparent friendship is so close that Franz is even known to call on Elizabeth when Urban is out of town on business. Hmm. Of course, initially, everyone thinks, well, he's just a very good friend. He's going around to see Elizabeth, make sure she's okay, make sure she's not too lonely right. when her husband is away. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So he's, he's, a, he's a, what a good man. What a good man. <laughs> Elizabeth shouting out the window, what a good man. What a, what a, oh my he's, God, he's so, he's good. so good. He's so good. <laughs> My God, he's kneading the bread well. <laughs> yeah. Gossip and rumours do start to spread. <laughs> yeah, don't say. Yeah, that their friendship may not be entirely quite so innocent. Oh, no. Really. Rumours of an affair begin to run rife throughout the neighbourhood. Now, either Urban is completely oblivious to what is probably quite obviously going on under his own roof. Yeah. Or he is just turning a blind eye. That he's perhaps not interested in his wife. Perhaps he's got something on going on the side of himself. Quite possibly. Who knows? Oh, he's too busy with his. Bread. He's too busy, he's too busy, with, busy his with his bakery. Absolutely. Like, oh, yes, darling. You, you, you. You crack on. Do crack what, on with the help. Yeah, exactly. Do what you want to do. Oh, but he, or he thinks he's being neighbourly. Yes. Oh, the poor man. He's on hard times. <laughs> wife, you must go to his bed. I really don't want to. No, you must. This is what neighbours do. We no, really she don't. she seems to be quite happy with the arrangement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Urban and France, they continue to socialise. They oh, are frequently the sort of Park, seen okay. in the the pub together with other members of the German sort of community and things, chatting about what's going on back home and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so did your wife always do that weird thing with her leg? <laughs> 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 on the 11th of November, 1881, Franz Urban, another one of their employees, a chap called Christian Zengler, who is also German, they go out for the evening with one of Urban's business associates. Mm-hmm. The four of them 
sit in the pub. They're having a jolly old time. Yeah, they're discussing the situation back home. They're having a really nice evening. At closing time, the four left the pub and the group make their way back home towards Lever Street where the bakery is. Mm -hmm. When they arrive, the other men go their own way to go home. Urban goes inside to meet his wife. Mm -hmm. Urban Napoleon Stranger is never seen again. Never... No, what... No. No, what? just, his just wife no. Lives in, what? Well, perhaps his, wife, perhaps his wife saw him again, but no one else did. He's never seen again. Mm. I love it in a story. Oh, oh. <laughs> love it in a true crime story where it just... Never seen Never again. seen again. It's so frustrating and so satisfying at the same time. <laughs> I must know what happened, but also... Oh, 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 tell me everything. Yeah, so the following morning, Franz Stumm is woken at his home by Christian Zengler, the chap they, they were at the pub with. He has been sent by Elizabeth to fetch Franz and bring him straight to Lever Street as soon as possible. Franz dresses and he sets off straight away. Thank God he dressed. Uh, yeah, exactly. He gets dressed. He sets off straight away. <laughs> From then on, he is hardly ever away from Lever Street. Mm. Ten days after his surprise summons by Elizabeth, he has moved in for good. Ten days. Ten days. He has moved in and he is now running the bakery. (laughs) Alongside Elizabeth. And who knows what has happened to Urban. He's, well, he's, he's just not here. (laughs) <laughs> he's just somewhere else okay playing devil's advocate here uh, disappeared 10 days is a long time it is actually a long time if you're there and someone's missing and then you're like okay i can't cope i'm really stressed out i'll move in i'll be here as a companion yep. business we've got to get money coming in there's going to well, be no financial aid so we may absolutely as well and he's like i will i'll run the bakery we bit keeps you busy and that's keeps exactly you busy. that's exactly what you say he moves in no because he's there to help he's mm. there to get keep things ticking along i mean who knows when urban is going to come back again he might just rock up one morning and everything needs to be ticking along so i mean of course the local gossip goes mad where where is urban what is franz doing shacked up with the boss's wife things kick up another notch when franz and elizabeth are seen out in public Holding hands. Holding hands. Holding hands. Holding hands with a baguette. Scandal indeed. <laughs> not even a baguette between them. No, not a baguette between them. <laughs> so, <laughs> a wafer thin. Yeah, wafer thin. No, nothing at all. The holding hands. Scandal. Yeah. Well, where is Urban? No one knows. Mm. And both Elizabeth and Fran say, well, he's been called away on important business. Okay, no. Um, right. <laughs> don't worry. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. I take back everything I said initially. I thought <laughs> it was they were initially, where is he? Where is he? Oh, no, he's on business. Oh, he's off on business. You lying hounds is off on business days turn into weeks Mm -hmm. and there's still no sign of urban stanger and franz stum shows no sign of leaving the bakery now elizabeth's mother who is also in london he she thoroughly disapproves of the whole situation she now quite loudly complains about her daughter's disgraceful behavior in in a german accent yelling pretty pretty much (laughs) so to try and sort of curtail some of the the rumor and the damage it was doing to the business as well franz moves his wife into the bakery as well what What? because obviously franz he is married he has oh, his. He has his wife. Come on, come on, love. I don't. We don't actually know her name. I don't know her name. To, um, to quell the rumors. To yes. Quell them. Move your wife in to this situation. That's not going to do anything. Well, for the it gossip. makes. Well, no. It's it's as though Franz is there purely to help to to run the business to keep things going while Urban is away. Oh, no one would so, ever have sex with another woman. In well, front of his wife. exactly. So mm. obviously they're not going to be doing anything while the wife is in the is in the house. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or go live with your wife and commute. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what most people yeah. do. I mean, Elizabeth finds this quite surprising as well, that now Franz's wife is oh, in the house. I think she, she, had, she had assumed that perhaps now she would have the next sexy baker to herself. But <laughs> no, no, no. Bacon. Well, apparently he's the sexy baker. <laughs> he is, he is. He's an artist. He's an uh. artist with his hands. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, Ooh. Franz, I mean, he's got his hands really now on what he wants. He wants the bakery. Right. And he's got the bakery. If Elizabeth is there, uh, Oh, right. But he's, okay. got, he's, he's got the business. He had his eyes set on the business. He's, he's got his eyes set on the business. He's a jealous, he was, jealous man. He was using Elizabeth. Mm, she thought they were going to be in love. Thought they, they were, were in love. And now the wife turns up. It was the first I've heard of the wife. Yeah. 
Now the wife turns up, absolutely. Oh, please have the wife turn up in like a carriage, <laughs> in like bombazine black, <laughs> like like stunningly beautiful, waltzing in Elizabeth is standing in the doorway going, what the hell is Who this? Who the fuck are you? And she just sort of takes off her gloves and throws them at Elizabeth going, <laughs> yes, we'll have to clean up around here. <laughs> or that or his wife's a troll. <laughs> Scuttling <laughs> in, he's going, yes. <laughs> round the back, love. Can't give For appearances can't come through the front. Yes. I'll still shag you, but I need her to move in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Soon the name Urban Sanger is removed from the sign outside the front and is quickly replaced with Franz F. Staum Baker. Baker. And sort of an air of sort of vague acceptance settles over the Lever Street Bakery. Mrs. This is what it is. Your loyalty only goes so far Mm. when you're deprived of bread. Yeah. Most people around there going, we won't shop there ever. He does really good stuff. He does really good stuff. Have you tried his cinnamon buns? Have you tried his cakes? (laughs) He does a very good tartlet. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Whatever you want to do is fine. I'll just have a granary loaf thing. I mean, thankfully, this sort of acceptance doesn't last that long. As time goes on and with still no sign of urban, the gossip starts up again. It's a, he's a popular man. He mm. has, he's a man with friends. He's got business associates. Yeah. He can't simply have vanished. Rumours spread. Yes, okay, maybe he has done a runner after discovering his wife's infidelity. Mm. But he wouldn't have just left with only the clothes on his back. He wouldn't have left yeah. a successful business. Yeah, to um, leave his business. Yeah, so would he really just abandon all that and just mm. hand it over to his wife's lover? Probably not. He's not really. He's not a stupid man. Might be a bit stupid. Franz and Elizabeth start claiming that after the night out, um, when Urban had last been seen, he had apparently come home roaring drunk. He was. He was absolutely out of it mm-hmm. despite no one in the pub saying he was he hardly touched a drop really <laughs> but no in the house he had then snapped and confronted elizabeth about her lover he starts beating her Ooh. they they say and between blows he tells her like the marriage is over this, this is not happening once he's exhausted himself after such vicious beatings he goes to bed in the morning elizabeth wakes to find her husband gone she says Along with all her bruises, miraculously healed. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But no, she and then she has not seen her husband since that awful, awful night. Awful night where she, he confronted her. Good People life. aren't really buying it. No. People aren't entirely convinced. But there is no proof of any foul play. That hmm. he, as I know, he's just wandered off somewhere. The bakery is still going strong. No one really has any complaints about the apparent new owner. And gradually suspicions fade and life does go on. Oh, God. I suddenly had a thought, but I don't want to say it because I think he might be building to this. I don't know. I don't know. Where is he, though? Where is he? Where is he? Well, we'll find out after the break, won't we? Oh, my God. (laughs) Time for another drink. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick, we have our drinks. We have our drinks. Where is he? What has happened to dear old Urban Stanger? What's happened to him? What's happened to him? What's happened to him in the bakery? (laughs) Thankfully, not everyone is happy to accept that he's just simply vanished, particularly those he owes money to. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, so like any businessman, he has a network of suppliers that supply the bakery. And initially, these bills have been paid on time. And he is notorious for being a punctual bill payer. Mm. He's highly organized. But it's not long before things start to slip, really. And bills start to go unpaid yeah now for quite some time a lot of his suppliers are willing to to sort of let the debts mount up really Mm, they know he's away he's in the past he has always been an incredibly good customer Mm. of theirs so okay we'll give him a bit of leeway when he gets back from where wherever his travels are Mm. no doubt he will settle up in full Mm. and then all will be well but as time ticks by there is still no sign of urban Mm. and yeah, his suppliers, they start going to Franz and Elizabeth. Okay, well, you need to settle these debts. We're yeah. still delivering flour and all You're these ingredients. So you need to start coughing up. And yeah. all this falls on deaf ears. <laughs> a relative of Urban's, a chap called Otto Bladen, he is unaware that Urban is supposedly away and decides to pay a call at the bakery to visit his relative. Hello. It's, he is surprised to find Franz Stumm in charge. Mm. Who are you? Why, why, <laughs> why are you here? This some concerns Otto. I mean, yeah, yeah what, what has happened to Urban? And he returns later and he insists that... Well, if, if you're running the business, I want to see the books. I want to see what you're doing yeah. with Urban's with Urban's business. Good and reluctantly, Franz obliges and does show him the accounts books. And Otto discovers that Urban is now over nine hundred pounds in debt. <sighs> Oh, that's a lot better. Which, yeah, exactly. For sort of 1870s, it's a tremendous mm. amount of money mm. and incredibly unlike the very prudent yeah. Urban Stanger. Now, soon other people start coming to the door. There's a flower merchant, Tom Lech, who had <laughs> known Urban back in Germany. Yeah. He was first to visit to ask for payment. Franz quickly sends Thomas on his way with a cheque for £133, 17 shillings and sixpence, signed UN Stanger. So how how did he sign how did he sign this if he's he's away? Oh no, he he wrote them out before he left to cover these to cover these things. Oh, he just they, left so. a series he, of blank he, checks. He left a series of blank checks to cover these expenses before he went on his trip. Of course, uh, of course. Of, of course. No one of, thought to check. They were like, of hey, course great, it is. Okay. <laughs> Next to call is Simon Mole. And now he's another long-standing friend. Now he lent Urban £250 when he first came into England and helped him get established at the bakery. Urban had been making regular repayments. To, to his friend for this loan but in November the payment had not arrived as it always had done monthly he pays a visit to the bakery he is surprised to be invited in by Franz and Elizabeth sort of hovering in a corner mm. looking somewhat sheepish and, and nervous Franz says that Urban has gone to the countryside for his health <laughs> he, he, he came poorly he went to the countryside to get some good old fresh air right okay. London smog is not good for anyone yes he needed some fresh air after beating his wife yes he needed yeah. some he needed some fresh air so, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be back until after Christmas no 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 no, no he's not going to be back after Christmas he produces a cheque for £50 to Simon Moll again the cheque signed UN Stanger now Simon makes several more calls to Lever Street the last being in February um, which is four months after his first call Franz in February now claims that Urban has actually returned to Germany <laughs> He's he's gone back to Germany and he's he's just not coming back. No, he's just not coming back. No, uh, he's, he said he went to that, but and he's, yep. no, he's not coming back ever. He's he's gone home. He's gone home. I mean, Simon is entirely unconvinced that his friend would just leave the country without telling anyone. Yeah, I'm I'm going back to Germany. I'm never coming back, and he hasn't told any of his business associates, yeah. any of his friends. Mm unlikely so simon is entirely unconvinced and starting to get actually quite concerned mm-hmm. for his friend simon shares his worries with another of 
Urban's friends, a man called Jacob Piroth. Now, Jacob was a native of Kruznach, where Urban came from in Germany. And hearing of his friend's unexplained absence and apparent return to Germany mm. in January of 1882, he travels back to Kruznach mm. to go and see if his friend really has returned home. Good for him. There is, of course, no trace, no trace. of Urban back in the hometown. He hasn't been back in years. Mm-hmm. Jacob returns to London and visits Lever Street. He's in Germany, says Franz. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. But well isn't. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. No, I've just come <laughs> back from Krusnak. He is. No one there has seen him for years. No one has any idea where he is. Mm. And but again, it's sort of left like that in a sort of. Well, I guess if well, someone just says like, "Oh yeah, no, he's there." He's he's there. He's not there. He's there. He's not there. We're not getting anywhere, really. Always. So. Yeah. As the debts start to pile up. Urban's bank accounts are drained by Elizabeth and Franz. Mm. Urban Sanger is eventually declared bankrupt. Okay. Franz then uses the money that he and Elizabeth have siphoned out of the bank account to buy the bakery. The bakery is put up for auction. Right. At an incredibly knockdown oh, rate. Failed business, buy yeah. it, going concern. Guy deserted. Guy deserted. Wait, we We'll buy it. With it with, we'll buy Stanger's business with Stanger's own money yeah. that we've stolen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they no go. No one questions it. And no one questions no it, one absolutely. Questions and everyone this. goes, all right, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> They've been so good to look after yeah. that bakery and all of his mm. money and his wife. Yeah. Now, for many of Urban's friends, enough is enough, really. And they go en masse to the police Yay. to implore them to investigate this disappearance. <laughs> They're like the Prussians, aren't they? You need to get this sorted. <laughs> Eventually, in April, Inspector Henry Radke, also a German by birth, is assigned to make inquiries. Yes. Now, the inspector begins by calling at 36 Lever Street to interview Franz and Elizabeth. Here, he confronts the pair with rumours that Urban has been murdered. Rumours that are going round, going round the neighbourhood. Of course it. not, says says Franz. Mr. Stanger, he's he's back in Krutznak. No, he's, no, he's, no, he's not. Back in Germany. Bullshit, back in Germany. Bullshit, bullshit. And again, he goes back and forth, back and forth. The inspector is getting nowhere. He continues investigations in London. He can find no trace. No one has seen him in months mm. since that night in November. Eventually, the inspector pays a visit to Krutznak. He goes over to Germany himself nice. okay. <laughs> and confirms, no, he has not been here in years. He <laughs> is definitely not there. The inspector returns to London, but the trail is well and truly cold. I mean, it's just so, very frustrating, this whole process of people having to travel across yeah. country going, well, he's not bloody <laughs> he's, there. He's absolutely he's not, not there. there. Oh, well, he definitely said he was. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, not not much, really. Yeah. And eventually the authorities declare him officially dead. We don't know where he is. We don't know what happened to him, but he hasn't rocked up for a few months. Maybe investigate. So maybe he's probably dead. So they don't even have a body oh, or anything. So, But no, he's, he's probably dead. Everyone suspects that Elizabeth has murdered her husband and that Franz has helped her to dispose of the body. But no one can prove it. No one's got any evidence. There's nothing concrete. One very popular theory that was reported as gospel fact in some of the more gruesome Penny Dreadfuls of the day yeah. was that Elizabeth had murdered her husband. And then with the help of her lover, they had minced his bones and baked him into delicious, delicious meat pies. <laughs> there it is. That have been a firm favourite in the bakery menu for many years. <laughs> That's what I was thinking earlier. Like, oh my God, have they cooked the fucker? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would think that's well, a way of disposing of it. As part of the police investigation, Mincy, Mincy. the bakery was searched. Good. And they found bone fragments. <gasps> but they cannot be proved whether they're animal or human. Why not? Bones. How- because I think the fragments are so small. So small. And if they've been minced, then it could well be sort of just like cow bones pig bones from pies and such like they have so no way they have no way of knowing where the bones are from so uh, that's very dramatic but at the same time completely normal for a bakery that deals in absolutely mincing who, meats who, who makes everything. pies and makes well, fillings do, and do things do they slaughter the animals there though well they don't, I don't think they slaughter the animals but they would probably get like a leg of lamb or they might have and, they and there will be it. bones in yeah. there so they might have yeah. to carve the bones so they'd be like out. yeah we're a bakery we make meat pies yeah. we're going to have bones we in make here. sausage rolls we make all this sort of stuff there's yeah. going to be a bit 
bit unless of unless they come out with a femur. Yeah, exactly. There's not there's not like a skull. <laughs> Just <It's a> skull. <laughs> kicking around the floor, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So it's little it's fragments. Dramatic. It's dramatic. But yeah, people we found out. bone in we this found place bones. where there are lots of bones. Exactly where you would entirely expect to find bones. bones. And also, we found meat bits. <laughs> And a tasty, tasty pie. We've yeah. eaten all of the pies to test them. <laughs> they all taste lovely. Yeah. But so there, there is no way of knowing where the bones come from. Human or animal is entirely unknown. In the end, after much protesting by Urban's friends and business associates, Franz Storm is investigated for fraud mm. instead. There is no way they can pin anything nice. else on him yeah. there is no evidence of murder no matter how strong the rumors the gossip there's all the circumstantial sort of evidence that might be that he has met a sticky end nothing nothing can be proven urban stanger had the equivalent of thirty-five thousand pounds in his bank account so wow. the modern, modern equivalent of yes. thirty-five thousand pounds when he disappeared mm. within months that money had gone was nothing to be seen of it Police are able to take the checks that, that Franz had presented to Simon Moll and Thomas Lech and prove that the signatures had been forged. <laughs> These were not Urban Sanger's signatures. A number of other checks that had been made out to Franz Staum himself mm. were not able to be recovered, but it is assumed that they were also yeah. forged part of this yeah, fraudulent activities. The police decided that since Franz and the now pregnant Elizabeth had been living together and working together and both enjoying the profits of the bakery, mm. it is more than likely that she was she was in on the whole thing. Yeah, she knew exactly what was going she on. She knew exactly what was going on. And she is every bit as responsible for the fraud and for the forgery. But before police can arrest her, she flees London, um, which is not a good look for an innocent person. Not really. And she flees to France. Okay. And Inspector Radke, he's on the case again. Exactly, he chases after and he tracks her down to the city of Metz. Oh, nice. And there he he arrests her and he's able to turn her to London for trial. Bloody hell. Now, in court, Franz presents himself as a concerned friend. He has done his best to keep his boss's business going to keep his friend's business solvent after his disappearance so he's done everything he could to look after elizabeth after <laughs> urban's disappearance sure in his absence the jury aren't really buying it no. really elizabeth declares herself completely unaware of anything she is she is but a lady what is, um, what is, bread? What is numbers <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so, so, that was what sex was. Yes. So she has not a clue about any of it or what's going on. Why did you go to France? Oh, I just fancied a trip to France. Yes, I, <laughs> I needed to take the airs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as she gives evidence, members of the public have to be removed from the court for heckling and shouting <laughs> down from the gallery well, at her. Yeah. The trial lasts three days mm. and ends with the jury declaring Franz guilty of fraud and forgery. He is sentenced to 10 years of penal servitude. As the sentence is read out, he rails against the judge and the jury and the prosecutors and his own defence counsel, screaming that it's all a conspiracy against an innocent man. Uh, it's nothing to do with him. Elizabeth found not guilty of fraud and forgery. Bystander? Yeah, know, so she, she has, she so she has she claimed complete anything, innocent. I didn't do any of it. I didn't do any of it. Definitely knew what was going on. Yeah. The following day, she is arrested for perjury nice okay <laughs> so the police get her for perjury at the trial brilliant oh <laughs> and, i like it and she is sentenced to 12 months hard labor yeah good for you on her release elizabeth tries to take back the running of the bakery mm. the locals are not having any of it not absolutely do not they make her return impossible she decides to return to germany and as soon as franz is free as well he also makes the trip Back to Germany, where he reconnects with Elizabeth. Amazingly, the long-suffering Mrs. Stum is still in tow. <laughs> she has now returned <laughs> to Germany with her husband to meet up with Elizabeth. This sort of like weird trio what? are now together yeah. back in Germany. Can't get rid of her. Can't mm. get rid of her. Absolutely. She knows too much. She knows <laughs> too much. No one has ever been charged with the murder of Urban wow. Napoleon Stranger. No one knows what ever became of him he has just vanished and there's a story the mystery could he be in a meat pie <laughs> brilliant 
Love it. Ooh, that's a good mystery. It's a mystery. So was the house ever searched? Was so the house, yeah, the, so the house was did searched. Did they dig down in the cellar? I, and... I don't know how much, how thorough the search was. Mm. So they're certainly in the bakery and they found these bone fragments and things. Whether that was just like on the ground and stuff, where they actually dug up the garden and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't know how thorough. It does seem like the, the inspectors went in and went, oh, I think we found a leg. That's a baguette. <laughs> we found his head. Okay, yes. it's a cobbler and we can't go yes. over this anymore. And they go, well, he's not in this cupboard and he's not in that cupboard. I don't know. <laughs> Lifted up a napkin. No, he's not there. Testing yeah. <laughs> for prints. Oh, um, wow. I, I think they definitely did something to I him. think they, yeah. I think without I mean, doubt. He, he can't have vanished off the face of the no, earth. Absolutely. He seemed to have no reason to no. do that even if there was this blow up and this row and there was an accidental death they got rid of his body but it does seem like they went yeah you know what screw him yeah i, th- I think one of the reasons why franz in it's interesting one of the reports i read when franz was in court and he's sort of like shouting about being an innocent man yeah is that i think the, the main theory is that okay elizabeth killed her husband and he was called in to deal with the the aftermath he was yeah, he was summoned in the morning, summoned in the next morning clean up job. to clean up the mess. She had yeah. killed him. He was innocent of that, but of course he was guilty by association. He he assisted with the disposal or whatever it was. So yeah. that that's that's a theory that well, goes that's around a, quite that's a lot. That's a theory, and it, it stands up quite nicely. If she suddenly decided, I know we'll be together and I'll kill him, and he was like, that was never part of the deal. Mm. You know, it does seem like that Urban was quite happy being a cuckold or like it was I just... don't know from what I've read it seems that he's he was just actually quite happy he was he, just he's, busy he's yeah. just, he was just busy he, his bakery he probably neglected his wife mm. I don't think he was violent um, but, but yeah, then he she was probably, seems to have shacked up with she, the other guy yeah, pretty quickly exactly she seems to have been quite keen on on yeah. Franz and, and Urban was just like yeah probably not. fine whatever but it, I'm not that bothered if, if the way <laughs> if, it, if it is true the way you've put it the way you've laid it out that Franz is quite a toxic, horrible person. Yeah. Bitter, like talented, but didn't have the business acumen, didn't have any success. And rather than going, I need to sort myself out, he's going to blame everyone else for his problems. Yeah. He gets a bakery, but he's only getting that bakery because of such and such. I should have that business. Like, well, fucking get off your ass and do mm. it. And then start shagging his wife. So him shouting that he's innocent is him going, well, no, you can't send me to jail. I am innocent. Mm. I believe it. Even if he killed him. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. does sound like that kind of person. And how quickly... And then he was forging all the checks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And 100% taking the money. Yeah, so completely. So if, if he was called in by the wife... Oh, he was taking full advantage. He, oh, he was only uh, too happy. Only too happy to take advantage of the situation, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, that's pretty cut and dried, yeah. what happened. Unless there is some massive coincidence where he just went home and went, no, I'm off. I'm off. And they were like, well, we may as well spend his money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, Aww. if you go, if you, if you, I, I, almost, I almost get sort of going, oh, okay, fine, I've had enough of this, I'm off. But you, you would, ta- you would take your money. Yeah. You would tell your friends, you would take your money because yeah. you want to set up somewhere else. Yeah. You don't just leave your bank accounts full and... No, you're not that much of a good Samaritan. Yeah. I'll spare you all the scandal. Mm. I suppose the question is, though, I mean, if they didn't search the house, if they didn't dig down to the cellar where his bones might be... What actually happened to him? Did he end up in a pie? Did he end up in the pie? I mean, it's one way to get rid of someone. Yeah, absolutely. Bone fragments. Again, that's stupid. So, okay, there's bone fragments in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe he was. But yeah, maybe he was. Because where are he, he... Where else are you going to get rid of a dead body? I mean, like the head, though. You're going to boil the head, I assume. And then... <laughs> well, you can't put a head in a pie, can you? Well, I suppose if you... I want to mince it down. I, I, I don't know. I've not really looked into it a great deal. Well, no, I can imagine limbs and torso. There's a lot of body to, but also to if do. You, but yeah, if he doesn't go in a pie, it goes in the, it goes in the oven. Yeah, I know. It yeah. goes in the furnace. Maybe. Maybe you can cook a whole man. <laughs> well, there, well, what do you think, people? What a fantastic story of this baker. It's a little bit Sweeney Todd reminiscent. It's, it's very much so. But what do we think happened to Urban? Do we think he ended up in the pies? Is it feasible? Is it feasible to be able to cook an entire man and get rid of all evidence if people aren't really looking that much? Or do you think this is all a big coincidence? Do you think Elizabeth was responsible? Do you think that Franz was the mastermind behind all of it? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode. Share your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, your musings, your favourite pie recipes. (laughs) But most importantly, while you're thinking about all of that... If you can stay focused, <laughs> mix yourself up a humble pie. Have a lovely humble pie. I mean, it went down the treat. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to walk in a minute, but... 
That's the first time in a while we've yeah. had one drink and we're like, mm, absolutely yeah. no, no more drink mm. in the drinks break. It, it, it is very tasty, nice. But it is, oh God, it's pokey. But it forces you to sip it. Yes, absolutely. It's not one you can neck back, absolutely. Yeah. We've had some strong drinks in the past where we're like, yeah, let's have us another. And we're like, mm. oh, no, no, no. I don't feel too drunk. I feel like I've drunk something, though. Mm. <laughs> but yes, the recipe will be out on Fridays for this. So yeah, let us know what you think if you're able to give it a go. It is quite delicious. A good one for sipping by the fire and particularly on these cold winter nights. Or if you're in Australia, as some of our listeners are, enjoy the summer. Yes. <laughs> out by the beach. Out on, on the beach. <laughs> just just By the fun. pool. Have a nice time. Throw it at a shark. If you can, please join us on Patreon if you haven't already and leave us a review on Apple iTunes because it really, really helps our podcast. Also, we would ask if you haven't already, please follow us on the various social media platforms we have. Predominantly, that's Instagram, it's TikTok and also our YouTube channel where we share all of our episodes and we're trying to upload more videos on there if you can subscribe like follow our channels it is a huge huge help to us so please just take two minutes to go onto those channels even if you don't use them that much just to hit the subscribe button and the follow button it would be a massive massive help to us and we very much appreciate it oh yes thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are Trying to kill you.